Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. My name's Javen. I'm an international online health and fitness coach. And if you want to increase your confidence, improve your self-development and have a bulletproof mindset, this is the podcast for you. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe depending on whatever podcast app you are using. Today's episode is going to be amazing. I can't wait to get into it. Let's go. Yes, welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. My name's Jav, and today, guys, we've got another special guest, one of my best friends, known him for nearly 20 years, former teammate of mine, over 150 professional appearances, couple Premier League appearances in there, FA Cup appearances in there, Mr. Hiram Botang. Boom. Firstly, all right, all right, thank you for joining me. Obviously, I told you I wanted to get you involved for a little while now. So yeah, I'm glad we could finally get it over the line. So yeah, firstly, how are you, man? How are things? I'm good, bro, man. Literally, I'm good. You know, I've been waiting to do this, but... Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. How are you finding kind of the off-season, the pre-pre-season type of time right now? You know, it's been it's been all right. It's been all right. It's been a little bit different because normally there's like a group of people that you work with, like, yeah. you know, like in terms of the running. Gym, oh, okay, yeah, like before you even go it, back. It was always like Reese, Tariq, and yeah. like that. And obviously Reese being elsewhere. Yeah. And Tariq obviously Tariq. Able to play, yeah. So, so yeah, it's been a little bit different. But yeah, I've been working with Crowley and Matt and just pushing really, man. Yeah. Do you think that, before we even get into what we're going to talk about, but do you think that like because of, the time off with COVID, you don't need to worry about kind of overdoing it or getting burnout. Because I was thinking, like we had, we had not we, but a lot of the footballers had a lot of time off last year when the when the pandemic first hit. Yeah. So like, do you worry about kind of overdoing it at all? Or you not really. You don't really care. You're good. You feel good. No, you know what? I I don't think, I don't think I really worry about that. But at the same time. Where I've had, where we had that time off with COVID, coming in and shaking everything up, I think you realise that your body can actually handle like a bit of a break as well. Yeah. And then you can all, all almost like know, all right, I know how to train myself to get my body right again for yeah. the season. Yeah. Because I feel like so many players came back, people dropped so much weight off them. Yeah. People were fitter than ever. Yeah. And were kind of like just able to regiment themselves as well. Yeah. So I think that's what I've learned. Like. But my own body person. Mm. Mm. Cool, man. All right, so boom. I got a bunch of questions for you. Talk about your career. Not just your career though, because for me, I kind of want to talk a little bit about like your mind state and how you were thinking at certain points as well. Yeah. Um, obviously childhood, all that kind of stuff. So first question really that I kind of want to know is like what what got you into football as a kid? Like it was just a football crazy household. Mm. So you know. Got three brothers as well, and from early, like that's just all we was doing, really, just playing football outside in the estate. And then I think I was about six years old when there was like there was a a sports center downstairs from my house called Bats Youth Center. I used to go down there, kickball, and there was like maybe under nines or whatever, or under eights training. And there was one guy that was like to me, "Oh, um, 
just going to join it with a session, innit? Like one of the, he's like a scout or something called Sonny. Every end's got a scout. Every, every end's got that scout. <laughs> like, scout. They all got a cap on. Yeah, yeah. Know everyone. So he was like, oh, yeah, just jump in the session. So I'm playing with like a couple of the older boys and whatever. Done well. And then that was my like gateway into playing. And, yeah. Like playing in a team and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So obviously, we met when we were eight or nine. Eight or nine, yeah. You was yeah. at Palace already. I was on trial. Mm-hmm. How did you get into Palace as a kid? What was the route from playing in Battersea to getting into Palace? There was a coach who was the under nines coach, but he coached at my Sunday league team as well. So he took a few of us for trials and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously some people got signed, some people didn't get signed. But yeah. you remember Baggio? Yeah, I remember so Baggio. He was, yeah, at, yeah. he was at my Sunday league team as well, innit? So okay. We, like, our dad used to take turns taking us to football and whatever, just alternate. And then, yeah, us two got signed. So under nines or eights. Yeah, or yeah. And, yeah, that was kind of how we got in. Okay. So okay. shout out that guy. Yeah. Luke Sainsbury's. Do you, do, you even know, do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I remember. But I haven't seen him since probably, like, 10 years old, 11 years old. Wow. Okay. So he just, he's the one that plugged you. And yeah, he just... he's getting up, man. He's getting up. <laughs> But you know what that happens though, because I'm trying to think back when I got scouted, I was playing for Sydney Sports and it was a cup final. Mm-hmm. And a guy named Barry Dunn just handed my brother a card yeah. and said, come train him. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I never heard from him, never seen never this seen guy. I, don't, I didn't even see him. I didn't meet him. <laughs> my brother was the one that got given a card. I've never met this guy. I don't know anyone called Barry Dunn in football right now. So you can't even fact no one. I don't know. Pff, I ain't got a clue. So yeah, that's mad. So like, Obviously, you get into Palace at eight mm. or nine years old, which is a, which is a big deal. When did you kind of realize, though? Maybe at eight or nine, you don't realize how good you are. You're kind of just doing it for fun. You might play with the older boys in their state and all that kind of stuff. But like, at what age did you kind of realize? You know, I'm actually good at this. I might be able to make it. Like, was it when you were a teenager? Did you know even back then? I think, I think it was always for fun, but. I think in like the people I was around, there was always like a culture of if someone was younger and they could handle it, they could play with the older players. Mm. And I was able to do that like when I was younger. So I always thought, okay, I might be decent at this. But I guess the dream always was just from young, like, can I play on TV? Yeah. Can I play on like nice pitches? Yeah. Like, you know, used to just used to just playing matches on rubbish, innit? Yeah. I'm sure you know as well, yeah. innit? But yeah. um that was it, really. And I think I always was quietly confident in my ability because I was able to handle playing with, like, rougher people, older people and stuff yeah. like that. So to put age on it is hard, but, like, just growing up, like, I, I felt like I did have, have like, something, or a little bit of something special yeah. that maybe maybe other people might not have had in yeah. it. But, yeah. Cool. And so, like, a big thing with all the guests I've spoken to so far that we always talk about having like a supportive environment like for me it was probably my brother other people's would always say some sort of family member i know your dad's quite heavily involved so like growing up like who was your main support system obviously you got two two older brothers in it or three yeah, older, yeah, brothers, two so, older brothers two older brothers so you got some people around you like who would you say especially in your younger days were like some of your main support systems yeah like my whole family really obviously my dad was Heavily involved from early, yeah, and like every every game he's there, take me training everywhere in it, yeah. And then my mum, there's like a turning point. Like when I hit like thirteen, 
She just, I don't know where her football education came from. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, Mumsy, she knows everything about yeah. football now. Yeah. She got her own team, she sports mother well and that. Uh, it's mad, <laughs> oh, honestly, I don't know where it came from, but she just turned into like, like a football mum at a point. So yeah, I'm always grateful to kind of what they've done for me and supporting me, taking me to training, yeah. evenings after work and yeah. whatever. And then my brothers have always just been there to kind of give me a different perspective. Like, you know, sometimes your dad might be too hard on you. Yeah, yeah. Your brothers are like, okay, I'm going to analyse it a little bit, but be a bit fairer with you. Yeah. So it was good, man. I had a good balance from everyone in my household. Yeah. Did you ever feel like your dad was too on your case? Because you know, sometimes in football, you know you get them dads, your dad might not be like that, but you know you get them dads sometimes where they're like overbearing to a point. Like, do you know what? I you... can't lie. I've... My mom said it to me the other day. She said that when my dad would be shouting onto the pitch, I just used to like do that. Like, I used to, <laughs> I used to, I used to be like, nah, let's like, loud, man, or be quiet. Or something. Yeah, but yeah. Obviously, you know me, I'm not a rude person, is it? Yeah. But I feel like if you're making a scene, like, I get a bit like, yeah, you just, wanna, yeah, you just wanna concentrate. And I feel like when I was younger, I feel like I was doing well enough that he didn't really get on to me too much. Mm. It's probably been more, as I've got older, yeah. there's a bit more of locking horns and getting into a bit of discrepancies over yeah. over certain yeah. certain issues with football. But over time, you, you kind of, even if you weren't listening as much, yeah. you come to appreciate that, innit? Like, yeah, 100%. As an adult now 100%, because well. you know they're doing it, like, they're going to be the people that have your actual best interest at heart. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, it's never out of it's never out of anything. Like, yeah. it's, it's love, isn't it? That's true. Cool, man. So obviously, in academy, year after year, until you're like maybe thirteen or fourteen, and you get offered that early scholarship, you're mm-hmm. kind of waiting on getting another another contract or whatever. But in your youth team kind of career, leading up to even when you was eighteen. So about to start your first pro or whatever. Were there any kind of, like, what would you say was your first major setback? Like, were there any major setbacks? Because mm. obviously I know, you know, you had a pretty much, not a clean run. No one's no one has it easy, but, you know, you got your scholarship early, you got your pro, like you, you, you managed to get some appearances. But even before kind of getting your first ever appearance, what would you say was like one first major kind of setback? Could be something like maybe Dougie Friedman leaving or something like that. I think I'd probably say up until about 17 was fairly plain sailing. But then when I got to 17, I went on loan. I know this is not at Palace, but like when I went on loan to Crawley, madness. Because I've gone there, I've signed on loan, the clubs, I've I think I've made an appearance already for Palace. I had no agent. Club said, oh, I cruelly want you. Just gone there. Played 45 minutes of football in like two months. Swear. So I was just like, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. In my mind, didn't yeah. I've gone with Soleil as well. Yeah, like, yeah. What am, I doing? what am I doing here? Like, I've come here. I feel like I'm better than like players. I feel like I'm training well. And it's like I'm a backup, I'm a plan B, but I've I've not really been that, like, from being young up until. 16, 17. Yeah. And it gave me like a taste of reality. Like, it's different. Yeah. If they feel like you're not strong enough physically or you're not smart enough to handle it, they're not going to play you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably the first like uh, real like uh, bump in the road that I felt obviously in my career. And 
until then it was probably so okay. how long is Jack Crawley for? I did so I signed a month and somehow they wrote me into signing another month. <laughs> Bro, honestly, I don't so know. How, what yeah, how did it get to become extended if you only played 45 minutes? I hadn't even played in the, I hadn't played any minutes. So in the, in the first, first month, month you didn't play? Nothing. So you're training every Bro, day? I'm training every day. I think I came up to Palace for like two days and they were like, oh yeah, like extend it, like you're gonna play. Bro, I've gone there another month, played 45 minutes against Steven, just dragged at half time. I was getting, oh my God, I was getting dashed about everywhere. Okay. And these times the pitch was mad sandy, innit? They like, they hadn't laid it properly or something right. like that. So I've come with the pitch, I've got sand in my hair, I'm stressed, dragged me. And then um, they tried to get me to sign another month. I said, nah, I can't he do said, it. no. I can't do it this time. <laughs> so some people, yeah, I feel like you go on a loan like that, some guys, it like makes or breaks them, innit? So when you come back from the loan, what was you thinking? Like your confidence levels, like how was you feeling? In that regard, I can't like I felt good because I've been around like, so you know like the change room at Palace was kind of mad, isn't it? Mm. But I've been around like different people, and I'm out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I'm learning how to be around other players. Like you learn that you need to keep yourself to yourself at times and not tell everyone. They're not all your boys. They're not all your friends. Yeah. Like even bits of banter. Like my first, no, not my first day. Probably like my first week there. Come in the change room and. I've gone, gone to my spot, like, my, where my clothes were, obviously, after training. But I can't find my trainers. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, like, some Air Max 98s or so, I don't know what they were. Maybe, or 97s, maybe. I'm looking for them. Someone's gone, I have a look in there. But my man's looked over. I'm looking at him, he's looking at me. Then I looked at the bin. That's where he was looking. Bro, the trainers are in the bin. My head's going. Yeah. My head's flying. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, going mad in that. And, um... Obviously, pick them out. No one snitched. No one said you've done it. Yeah. And I realised that, yo, you have to kind of just learn how to be around different people. You don't always have to go mad. Like, yeah. some things are just banter. Like, they yeah. weren't dirty. Nothing, yeah. innit? Yeah. And you do the same thing back or whatever, yeah. innit? So yeah. it just taught me some little lessons, innit, in football. Like, how to be around yeah. players and different personalities. Yeah. Cool, man. And obviously, at your time at Palace, you went on four different loans, right? Four? Yeah, I think. Crawley, Northampton. Plymouth, Bristol, Bristol. Yeah, Rivers, cool. Yeah. We're gonna get into those though. We're gonna get into the rest. But before that though, I kind of want to talk a little bit. So about like your first pro contract and how that kind of felt. Mm. Obviously, you got offered your scholarship early. 14, 13? probably about fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. and then I I did too. By the way, just yeah, safe. <laughs> and then uh, when when was you offered your first pro deal? I think. Maybe 16, they offered it a few months before I turned 17. Okay. So, like, pre-agreed type thing. Yeah. And, like, okay, so when you got the first one, I asked Tariq the same question. Like, how did how did it feel? Like, what was your mind state at that that time? I don't know, man. Fucking, I was earning the same money, innit? So, <laughs> nothing really changed. Like, I was literally earning the same money up until the day. So, it was just, like, all right, it's good, innit? Like, I'm happy I've got it. Yeah. Like, it's a good moment, but we still have to... Nothing's changed, innit? Like, yeah. in the first team. Yeah. I need to still work to get in that change yeah. room. And So would you say it made you hungrier? Like... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, so I think a lot of people have the idea that it makes you just lay back and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I I just said to myself, like, I, I didn't know how I needed to do it, but I just said I need to play some games in this yeah. team. Did you... But... 
Did you feel like a pro? Because I feel like nowadays, yeah, with the kids, the 17-year-olds, if they've got a professional deal, they'll be putting on their Instagram bio a professional footballer, but they've got yeah. no appearances. Did you actually feel like a professional footballer? Because, like, I, in my mind, I always felt... You know, you get some people that say, oh, you're not a professional player until you got over 100 league appearances or something like that. Yeah. I can I agree with that a little bit. Like, if you ain't got appearances, you're not really a professional. You might have a contract, but... Yeah. Did you feel like a, like a pro? <laughs> It's a hard one because I think I did in some respect, but I still knew like I hadn't done enough to be talking. Right. Let's like, say I've cracked it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because if you've got a man who's played 300 games, 400, like he he probably knows better than what you do, but it doesn't mean that you can't be better than him or that As you're a not player. Him. Yeah, 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 so yeah. You always have to be like quietly confident that yeah. you've got the ability, but yeah, there's a, that's there's that like still in your show a little bit like, okay, let me not really like be too forward with everything or yeah. you still gotta have respect for those kind of who are further along the line in their career then. Yeah, cool. Mm. So got your pro now. You still train you still with the twenty was it twenty ones at the time? Yeah. But you training with the first team? Yeah, like I'm I'm with the first team for some spells, like some So you're kinda in and out. Bit of both, innit? So who was the manager that gave you the first FA Cup appearance? It was against Stoke. I remember. Yeah. I remember because people were talking about it against Stoke. Who was the manager at the time? Ian Holloway. Ian Holloway. Okay, yeah. cool. So what was that like leading up to that? Did, did you know he was going to start before that? They told me, I think, on the day in the hotel. Oh, they told you on the day of the Somewhat, game, yeah? Wait, was it on the day? I think it was on the day. I thought they were bantering. It's your professional debut. You but don't even remember how it went. Do you know what it was, though? Do you know what it was? I know how it went, but I don't know if it was on the day or the day before, but I think it was on the day. And I just remember being... Someone, to, like, a player told me first. I was like, no, you're bantering, innit? Yeah. Because it was used to play around. Yeah. And then they said it in the meeting. I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm actually playing, innit? Yeah. It wasn't really expected, innit? And I think they might have told me on the day because they didn't want me to get too nervous, like, from the day before, innit? Mm. And then, yeah, like, can't lie, I was just mad excited. Mm. Mad excited. And then on the pitch, I just remember, like, I had, like, butterflies in it. And I felt like I was, you know the film goal? Yeah. I felt like I was in that. <laughs> I swear to God, I felt like I was in that. Innit? It was at Stoke, right? Yeah, it was away, innit? Like, cold. You know Stoke were tough to play? Yeah, sometimes. yeah. And they played this, oh, I swear, Tony Phillips played the strongest side, like, had everyone playing. Yeah. What were some of the names? Do you remember any of the names? I remember Crouch playing. Okay. Jonathan Waters. I don't know if Rory Delac was about us all them times. Yeah. But like, bro, it was a tough day. Maybe Kenwin Jones. Yeah. And yeah, it was a good experience, man. Like, literally, I remember so many moments from the game. Yeah. That's probably something I won't ever really forget. And that was 2013. So what, you was 17, 18? Just turned 17. Just turned 17. Mm. Okay. So, all right, cool. You've done that. How long, how long until your next first year appearance after that? A year, bro. A year. A year. So, all right, so now I'm trying to think if I'm, I've made one appearance, FA Cup. Uh, I've done all right. I'm training with the first team, mm. in and out with the 21s, blah, blah, blah. A whole year to the next appearance. Like mm -hmm. After the FA Cup game, in your mind, was you kind of thinking, okay, I've made a first appearance now. Like the balls, let's get the ball rolling type of thing. I should be involved. At least coming off the bench every now and then. Like, what was your expectations? Do you know what? I think we sat down and had a meeting and that's when I ended up going on loan. 
to Crawley. Oh, in my okay. mind, I was thinking, I've done all right in the game, like, played, obviously, I think it was nil-nil while I was still on to about 65 minutes, 70 minutes, whatever. And I was just thinking, oh, like, I want more in it. Like, I want more. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think necessarily it had to be there. Like, it was okay for it to be alone, but I just wanted to play games. Play first-team football, yeah. So that was frustrating, obviously, waiting so long. But probably what was, to a lot of people's detriment at the time, Palace, the club was, like, propelling at that point. Like, that's, yeah. That was the season club got promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. So... They're in a they're in a, a push for promotion. They ain't Is gonna, there, they ain't are they thinking about you. playing a yeah. seventeen year old? Maybe not. Probably not. Because yeah. uh, there wasn't anyone really doing it. So yeah. So yeah, but see, it's just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. Cool. So you had to wait a year. Yeah. Alone, but then you do make a Premier League debut against Swansea. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? Obviously, that's the big one. Like yeah. for me, I think that's bigger than coming on an FA Cup. Like. Do you know what's mad though? Because that, from debut at 17, Premier League debut was at 20. Okay. So I've won, I've played again, played a game, another FA Cup game the year after, then nothing the year after that, and then I've eventually. Okay. Or yeah, maybe it was like two years down the line from the debut. Yeah, that one was, that one was mad as well. To be fair, I don't think I thought I was going to play either. I don't think I thought I was going to. Kind of get a chance. I'd been on the, I'd been in the squad, or on the bench yeah. a couple of times around that, and then I think Yo and Kabai had a tight hamstring, so they just said, "Yeah, like get ready, you're gonna come on." I'm like, "What me?" Because Sile was next. Like, what okay. Me? So he said, he said, um, "Yeah, you're coming on." Came on, and uh, yeah, I thought I gave a decent account of myself. Like, hit the post. Mm. Who was the manager at that time? Alan Pardew. Okay. I hit the post and I remember thinking, oh my days, that I've got If you scored. Your days are the paper tomorrow. Bro, the team had won for like 10 games or something like that. I said, oh, this, this would have been really <laughs> But anyway, that's how, that's how it goes. Sometimes. So, all right, cool. So you've had to wait mad long for that opportunity. What? So you, you finally kind of made a Premier League appearance. That's kind of every kid's dream yeah. to play in the Prem. You've done that now. Did you think what at what stage in the season was that? Was that early doors? Was it like it was in February? Okay, so almost coming to the back end of the season. Did you think, all right, then I've come in now. I should maybe get another, at least coming off the bench a few more times, kind of thing. Yeah, so to be honest, this time here I thought this time here I actually thought, okay, I'm gonna be around it now. Yeah. Before you know out alone again. But where'd you go alone this time? Plymouth. That was a Plymouth. So player. I went Plymouth, started the season, got injured, made my Prem debut, then went back to Plymouth in okay. like March. The windows were different them times. Yeah. So was so what was you disappointed? Was you happy to go to Plymouth because you won the first team football? Like what was, was what was you thinking? I was pissed because I wanted to <laughs> I'll be real, I was pissed because I I wanted to like, that's the club I was at, innit? Yeah. That's my parent club. I wanna, you wanna the play. whole aim of these loans is to go back and play. And play, yeah. So I was frustrated and didn't really understand why I wasn't able to stay around it and be yeah. in the squad. You know, you've already brought me on now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I went to Plymouth, went back to Plymouth and obviously got some more games and ended up having a run, went to the playoff final and 
got to play at Wembley and stuff, which yeah. is something that a lot of people probably dream of doing. Yeah. So I guess See. there was there was like a good thing that came out of it still. Although we lost, there was a there was something that came out of it. So yeah, man, it was just You still did a lot of big things though. Yeah. So kind of you mentioned about Palace getting promoted. A lot of people's kind of like when you, when I talk to people about that period, it was like the first team outgrew the club in mm-hmm. a sense, like the infrastructure, because you know, at the time training ground was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything wasn't really that good, but the club have just got promoted. They're a Premier League club, mm-hmm. but the club itself was a little bit still championship, kind yeah. of the way it was running stuff. But then obviously with that came a mad influx of players. Like, how much would you say? that affected not just you, but all the other guys our age at that time, going mm-hmm. like 18, 19, and, all, and then obviously we got promoted. Kind of, how, mm-hmm. how, how would you say in your own words that it affected kind of the youth team and the youth players' chances? Yeah, I think, well, I'm sure you probably have a similar perspective on it, but it was just a madness, in it? Like there was, there was like, it was clear that, you were going to struggle to come through at the club in that time. Yeah. Because like a transition period. So it was like things were being trialled and tested, you know. I think there was 13 new 13 signings. 13 new signings, innit? I was just going to say that. I was yeah. going to say 15, but yeah. There were so many people that left in the same season, in the January, people that didn't kick a ball yeah. with the first team. So all of these spots were kind of being filled by players who... Everyone's due a chance and stuff, but players who were never really brought into play or yeah. maybe they didn't know enough about yeah. that could have been youngsters that were getting the chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like now, nowadays, there's maybe a time where they're clearing out and yeah, they can, can actually that. look at the youngsters now. Yeah. So it's just never been at the forefront of. I feel like it's never really been at the forefront of people's mind, and also maybe it's down to us young ones at the time as players to have stepped up and obviously shown more, you know, been more willing to take more risks and stuff like that. But opportunities are few and far between, isn't it? Yeah. And you feel like with the influx of players, obviously you've got the 21 squad, but some of these guys are dropping down to play 21s too. Yeah. And the 21s, mm. t- 21s football is kind of where you're trying to show, right, I'm good enough to be with you guys in the first team. Mm. But I always found that like when people drop down, some of them are big time. They don't want to be there. They're kind of messing up the harmony with the young ones who are on it and they're trying to get a bit higher. Mm-hmm. Did that affect did that ever affect you like personally? Like like was you ever like pissed at any of the any of the players or like even affect your football or anything like that? Do you know what? I think at the time, I don't know why, but it's like I could I wasn't looking ahead, but I just thought sometimes, okay, if a player's coming down to play with the 23s or train with the 23s and clearly he doesn't want to be there. There's a reason. Maybe he's got an issue with the manager. Maybe the manager didn't sign him, whatever, and he's disrupting the session. Certain players were getting vexed. They were pissed off at whoever it may be at the time. But for me, I saw it as, you don't know what's going on with that player, innit? Mm, you don't know what true. situation they're in and what they're going through and how he's being treated by a club. Yeah. So I just kind of like, Get on. I will just go, get on with what I'm doing. Yeah. Try and train properly and whatever they're doing, they're yeah. doing, innit? Just focus on yourself. Um, yeah. So that was kind of how I I looked at it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good, man. I think sometimes in football, 
it's a team game, but you need to have that little bit of that selfishness. Yeah, true. Well, no, no, sometimes you've got to care for yourself more than anybody else. Like they, mm-hmm. and I think that some people get wrapped up in this team, team, team. But boy, if you if you ain't getting a contract next season, <laughs> they're not paying your rent or whatever. It's so it's whatever. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about kind of your motivation and how you've managed to just keep going, especially in football. It's so easy to see people drop out. You see people not getting contracts, so on and so forth. So how have you kind of stayed motivated and how has how have, how has seeing like other people maybe have to drop have to drop down leagues or maybe stop playing or they just pack it in because they can't keep going on all these trials or whatever. Yeah. How does that impact you in terms of your motivation? Does it kind of does it impact you at all? Do you not care? Because I, I always think for me, obviously I dropped out to a degree. I didn't get a pro, blah, blah, blah. And to me, when I see all these other people dropping out, I was always, as a, when I was younger, I was thinking, I'm always going to play. Because mm-hmm. it just made me want to play even more because yeah. I'm thinking uh, that I need to show that I'm built. I'm built for this kind of thing. That was my mind state. So that's kind of still, even though I'm not, I don't really care about going pro now, I still kind of think like that yeah. now. Even playing semi-pro, I'm like, even no matter how I'm going through these injuries, I'm going to keep going, man. Just I just want to play. I'm just going to go until yeah. my body says no. Like, mm-hmm. like how has how has yes yeah, so how has that affected you and your motivation and keeping you on top of your game? Like seeing other people and maybe things are not going well for others. Mm. Do you know what? Yeah, I can't lie. I just let's try to cut through and do me, and not really worry about what everyone's doing. I have close friends and stuff who. Obviously, I take more interest in their career and stuff. But other than that, man, like, I try and just almost like tunnel vision. Mm. Because when you're looking too much at what everyone's doing, you get distracted in it. And it makes you start maybe thinking, oh, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy's all dropped out. You know, it's easy. Let me just do, let me just do the same thing. Or let me just, it's whatever in it. There's another option for me. But I, I, I kind of, I want this to be my my thing, like where I can leave a legacy in football and say, do you know what? I've done this, I've achieved this in my career. Like I think I was speaking to someone the other day about like leaving the game and not have achieved certain landmarks or certain things that I wanted to. And it would just frustrate me. And I don't want to kind of have those regrets yeah. like after yeah. after my career, man. Yeah, especially when you put 30. 30 years into it from eight or eight years old or whatever. It's a long, it's a long time. You almost don't need, like what you're saying, you almost don't need motivating. Like, yeah, you put too much time in to, to yeah, not be motivated already. This is your thing. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's true. So that's kind of how I look at it. And it's just like, there's so much out there to, to gain from football. Yeah. Like you're trading off your time, you're trading off your energy and stuff like that, but it's worth it in the, in the long run. Yeah. In, in the bigger picture. Because I have had my days where I'm like, I don't want to go in. Like, I actually have certain, like, obviously, you know my my certain situations I've been in with football, but I've had days where I've woke up and I thought, no, I actually don't want to go into it. Or days where I'm in the session and I feel like I just want to walk off the pitch. Yeah. And if people are calling me, just carry on walking, innit? <laughs> yeah. But, like, you literally just have to have thick skin to be able to deal with the situations and know that there's always going to be someone else who's going to be having you. And there's always kind of going to be light at the yeah. end of it. I just kind of get on with it, innit? Yeah. 
Because no. it's because obviously footballs. I feel like sometimes people who don't play, they don't realize how political it can be. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones sometimes. <laughs> like it's actually <laughs> some of the stories, and sometimes I feel like not going pro was good for me because some of the mm. stories I feel like mentally I don't know. Like I feel like I would probably lose my mind. Yeah, some the way some players get treated. But I kind of want to go back to Palace a little bit mm. and kind of your inside. And I spoke about it on my episode of T about like me never making it and him having to retire. Like mm-hmm. that little bit where right, that being a footballer, I was so tied to my identity. I felt like a little bit where maybe part of me kind of died a little bit. And I still feel like now me, I'll never fully accept it. I've said it about three times. I'll never fully accept it, but it's cool. Like I'm over it, but I'll never accept it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously you're still a pro right now. But I mean, in terms of not like you never really cracked it at Palace, you you were there how many years? From eight years old to twenty what? Thirteen years or something. Thirteen years, and you never really like unfortunately didn't become the main centre midfielder, homegrown centre midfielder that you probably should have and could have been. Mm. Like, does that ever eat away at you like at some points? Like, do you ever think about it like rah? Do you know what? It doesn't. And maybe because I'm playing still. Mm. It doesn't. And I know, obviously, I can always be proud of the fact that I managed to play, make some appearances. Well, you know how hard it was, like, at that club, innit? Mm. So you're almost... From, for me, personally, I felt like you're fighting against people. You're fighting against stuff that don't want you to do extras. You're fighting against people who are telling you you're not kind of, you're not good enough and stuff. So I don't think you're built to, I don't think it's a, the, it was the environment to succeed. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't, I don't really like, it doesn't eat away at me because I feel like so many people could have been in that same position and were in that same position. Yeah, lots of people. And yeah. who came out of it? Yeah. One player, two players, maybe our era or below. Do you know what I mean? It's more probably I sometimes look at decisions I've made as I've progressed through my career and was this place the right choice? Oh, like after, the... like after Palace? Yeah, that's okay. more the thing I think about more Yeah, and maybe gets brought up in conversation. So yeah, it's, it's important to kind of know you're making the right decision and, you know, what might be the best option for you at each time and stage of your career. Yeah. So with that then, we'll go back to the loans now. Mm-hmm. So at Palace, you went on four loans, yeah? Yeah. Crawley, that was that one was dead. Plymouth, you made it to playoff final. Mm-hmm. How was so obviously you must have had a good change room. How was Plymouth like as an experience? Yeah, Plymouth was sick, you know. Obviously T spoke about how he was there as well. And although it wasn't the same group, it weren't fully the same group of players. It was the same kind of environment and ethos like you had like everyone's there in it. Everyone like, has to move there and live there permanently. Oh, okay, like yeah. so far away from everything. Yeah. So you can like link up with other players off the football. You have like a little coffee club everyone used to go to in town and just chill. I think I was drinking hot chocolates them days. But <laughs> yeah, it was just good, man. It was a good group in it. And you know, probably should have we probably should have got the promotion when I look at it. Uh, when I look back at it, but obviously football, man. Yeah, unpredictable. So after the Plymouth loan, you go back to Palace again. Yeah, went back there. Did preseason with Palace. Mm-hmm. 
And then you went to, where'd you go after that? Bristol or Northampton? I went to Bristol Rovers first. Bristol Rovers. Yeah. Cool. So you'd done pre-season with Palace. Was At that point, was you thinking, maybe I'll get a chance to stick around with Palace, beating and around the first team? Or did you know already, like, I'm I'm going? I'm not sure, you know. No, I did pre-season. I did pre-season with the first team, I think. And then I think they were trying to work something to try and sell me. Okay. Somewhere. Yeah. So Bristol Rovers were interested, but then there was like maybe a loan with a view to a permanent to buy, yeah. sort of thing in it. So yeah, that was obviously a different situation to be in because now you know that like you might be on your way out of the door and mm. stuff like that, especially with the the manager at the time. Like, yeah. So it was a different one. I think that's where I kind of like said, you know, what? I need to go step up this yeah. season and prove to people. Not just proving to get in their team, but proving that okay, you're making the right, you're making the wrong decision. Yeah. Or prove that I'm kind of worth more than yeah. what people think and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so how was the Bristol Rovers experience? Strange. Why strange? Tease to talk to you about Bristol Rovers, isn't it? <laughs> strange, man. It was, str- it was just a strange experience. I've gone there, I think I've played probably in half a season, played about 12 games. Funnily enough, there was a story of when I've had a game against Sheffield United, obviously when they were in League One. And um, I think I come off at about 60th minute. No, no. Someone got sent off for us. And then they scored after that, like five minutes later. So it was like game basically dead and buried, didn't it? And then I heard something about the manager saying to my agent, Oh, when they took him off, I was buzzing because he was running us ragged. I was like, "Oh my days! It's just this is this is football for me." Yeah, like, that's what the Sheffield United manager said. See, this is what I've heard. Okay, so obviously you can't necessarily quote because I wasn't in the room. Yeah, but yeah. For me personally, I knew I was having a good game. Right, because I feel like you know, innit? everyone knows you when know, you're you know when you're playing well. You know when you're playing well. Yeah, and I said Sutter's not right here, man. But yeah. that kind of like sums up my experience there because yeah. I feel like I play well. Then I'd be on the bench next week. Then I'd be in the stands the week after. Then I might start the week after that. Right. So just so it was just inconsistent. So it was just changing a lot. And, you know, obviously that's how the manager wanted to operate. Yeah. And obviously it gave him some success at that club. So yeah. you can't knock how people want to operate, but sometimes it doesn't work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when with all that chopping and changing, mm. I don't know, when I think about when I was a kid, if I weren't playing, I'd just be... I, I'm one of them guys on the bench. I'm like, I hope we lose. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. If I'm not playing, I genuinely do not care what's happening on the pitch. Mm. Call it a shit attitude. Shit attitude. I don't care. But like, what was your mind state kind of where you're not playing? Was you, was it a thing where was you like staying behind doing extras, extra gym work? Or was it just like, you're just going to keep training, doing what everyone else is doing until, and then when you're on the pitch, you're going to just try and do what you need to do. To be fair, I think they wanted to see, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but like, you know, when they put a rocket up your ass, sort of yeah, they wanted, yeah. they wanted that from me. Yeah. And I gave it a reaction when, like, I was maybe left out or, and I think that's probably what kind of spiraled me to, to, I might be in the, on, in the stand one week and then play the next week. That probably is what led to those kind of things taking place. But you get to a point where I think at that age as well, I think I was about 20. And 
things used to get me down a bit more than now. Mm. Like now I know how to deal with things and like you need to always have in your head, okay, you're the person that's going to be affected by your choices right. and your decisions. But those times then, my head's gone, my head's gone. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't want to be around the place. Like, I'll go home. I don't want to chat to no one. Like, that was the vibe I was on those times and probably didn't help me. But, like, I think, see, as I've got older and understood, like, you're not that player that's on loan from Palace. You're not, a pre- like, a player, at a young player at a Prem club coming on loan. Yeah. I, I am what I am, innit? And me as a player, I need to just take accountability and, and yeah. you know get yourself right even if you're not playing yeah that makes sense so then so did you do a full season on loan at Bristol or only half a season no half a season and then you gone back to Palace again to Northampton after oh that. so you gone straight to Northampton from there yeah I came back to two days I came back for two days and then obviously went how, so how was it at Northampton the manager that signed me got sacked in the same week <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you couldn't write it, honestly. You couldn't write it. He got sacked in the same week. And then it started well. It started well. I think I got like... I was playing playing decent, obviously settling into the team. And then I had a spell where I got like three man of the matches and three games, like home games. And like I was enjoying my football and stuff. And then randomly I got dropped. Got dropped. He said, oh, like, the manager said he's going to take me out and then bring me back in. And then from that point, it was just very like, very like in and out at that, from that point. Mm. So yes, yeah, the loan system is just difficult, man. Yeah, so you that's, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like, was it ever like frustrating to just keep kind of being sent all over the place? Because another thing as well is your life. Yeah. You kind of got to just move houses. Obviously they might look after you housewise and that, but mm-hmm. you don't get to settle in anywhere because you've got to keep moving around. Like, yeah. Was a loan was a loan thing ever get to the point where you're just like, I can't be bo- I can't be bothered with this anymore. I just uh, want to find one team and just stay there. I think that's probably why I left at the point I left. Cause I was still contracted when I left. I left a year before the end of my contract. Oh, at Palace. Yeah. So that was part of it. I think wanting to be settled. I didn't mind it so much. Like, so you're living in different parts of the country and like, you do get to experience all those things, like living in different places and obviously a bit of freedom as well, like and learning how to just mature up and learn how to cook, all of these things in it. It wasn't too bad, but like you do get to a point where you just want to be, you want to kind of like be in one place and just yeah. be able to concentrate on your football. You're not, trying to get back to you're not trying to get back home every every weekend and stuff so so yeah that was a, that was a part of it I'd say yeah but do you think that so overall would you say like the loans was a good thing for you like for your career I think so because if I left about if I left about that experience probably wouldn't have had a league club right cuz yeah you know footballers you need to have those appearances under yeah, your belt yeah otherwise you might you might crack it another way, not crack it, but you might get an opportunity another way if you leave and then you might go to another twenty threes team yeah. and get in the first team. But I think this at least steadies your, your career and allows you to 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 find a club in the league and you know kick on from there. Yeah. So and and I think that it's good you say that because I think that sometimes with the kids they get comfortable being in the 23s mm. or the 18s and they don't realise that really 
they don't, like managers don't really care what you're no, doing at that really. level. <laughs> like, they Literally, don't care. Every manager, like I, I speak to about it, they don't care. They just say, "Oh, it's just rubbish." Even non like rubbish. even non league managers don't care. Yeah, like they don't care. You could you could have thirty goals in twenty threes. They really don't care. But some clubs don't have the structure of sending players out on loan. Like right, like even like going back to Palace, a lot of the players there are kind of see you know my brothers there still, and even from probably when I left. They kind of changed their thing a little bit. Like when Frank de Boer became the manager, he said he doesn't want any of the young ones going on loan. Okay. He wants them to be around the first team. That's yeah. how they're going to de- develop them. Yeah. I hadn't heard that before, but if a club's got that structure, but then the player gets released, it leaves him high and dry. Yeah. What position is he in at that yeah, point? That's you true. Know, if you're bringing through loads and loads of players, then it works. Yeah. If you're not, and he's come from Ajax setup. Yeah. It's yeah different. So. Yeah. What do you think of the thing, uh, loan system? Do I think you like it or not. I think if you're like a promising youngster and the club's loving you and you're with the first team all the time, then maybe mm. it's worth staying because if someone gets injured or at least if you're touching bench every now and then, then it's worth it. But I yeah. think if you're someone who you know you're with the 23s, you ain't getting in the first team. You might train with the first team every now and then. Mm-hmm. I think you should go on loan, man, because if you can go somewhere, League Two or League One, and you can get games, then you're only going to help yourself. Because if you get released, especially if you're at a Premier League club, but yeah. you've got appearances, at least you know, cool, I've, I've played games, people have seen me. And players don't, I feel like sometimes players don't realise, but it's net, it's networking as well. Because yeah, you yeah, get yeah. to meet other managers, like people get to know you. And a lot of people are get woken up because they don't realise that Men's football's different. No, it is. Even though I ain't played League One, League Two, I can just see when I watch 23s and I watch League One or League Two, I'm like, okay, these kids can't play in this because it's different. Mm. And it's not the same kind of football. So Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good to go and learn because you get to get to grow up a bit. I Develop think. your game yeah, as well, isn't it? For sure. Cool, man. So what are some of the pros and cons of being a professional footballer? Like everyone thinks, I feel like from the outside in, people think money. Train, go home, do whatever I want. Da, da, da. Yeah. But the reality is, it's not always like that. It's not. It's it's not always like that at all. So what? Start with the cons. I always want to. We'll finish on the positives. What are the worst things about being a pro? Probably now, like when you get older, moving about a lot, okay. and you can't. So hard to settle. You end up anywhere. Yeah. Maybe. A break once, one time in the year. <laughs> that one there's a. Because you only get one break, really, yeah. innit? It's like the the summer, and that's yeah. it. You get, was it May, end of May? May and like, June? May and, and part of June. But like, even when you're off, nowadays you have to train, innit? Like, yeah, you like, still got. People were probably just like. Off and really off. off. And really off. Yeah, yeah. Now you can't even do that. Like, yeah. like two weeks. And you still got, you, then... you got to be doing something in the gym or something, right? Yeah. Another thing, probably, you miss. So many things, like events, in terms okay. of like... Like lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. And I, when I say events, I mean like a wedding you might not be able to go to because yeah. you a game on the day, but it might be someone really close to you. Yeah. Like, you have to play the match. But yeah, you can't even do it's that. In, yeah. It's other things in life that are also important as well. Yeah. So those are probably the three things. There's not that much that that's bad about playing it, yeah. but... Shit you know, managers. Shit yeah, managers. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, those are just typical things. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like obviously bad management and 
you know, people not knowing how to deal with players because I've had some really good managers, but yeah. I've had some managers I haven't got on with as well. But not everybody's for everyone, innit? Yeah. It's just part it's of life. It's a personality thing, innit? It is, honestly. Some people don't like me because, or some people might not like me because they think, I, I don't know, like my my facial expression sometimes when they see me. or Right, like body or, language. Or, or I might walk slow or something like that. They don't like that. But then if you get to know me and you speak to me, have conversations with yeah. me, you realise how I am, like, I'm respectful, I'm nice to people. That's a dumb thing with football sometimes, is oh, that... I've heard, I've heard it all. Before you even get to know someone, like, they judge you before you've actually done anything. Yeah. It, is a, it is a bit weird, the I've culture. Heard it all. Okay, cool. So that's the, that's the cons. We'll mm-hmm. Always end on a positive. Yeah. What are some of the pros? You get to do what you love. Yeah, that's, of course, that's a big pro. You love. You get to help your, your family financially from an age that maybe people wouldn't be able to do it yeah. from. This isn't a big one for me, maybe, but like people love you like for no reason, kind of like. Yeah, just like the fans. Yeah. yeah like, so I, I probably like, sometimes like, I'll probably appreciate someone who's, they might message me like, and I'll just be going for a message and say, oh, like, I appreciate, mes- appreciate your message so much because like, literally I'm not doing anything special, but like me replying to you is making your day. Like, mm. it's kind of a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think. And other pros, I don't know, man. It's not a lot of pros, you know. People, I would be expecting a bit more. Bro, I don't know. Like, there's so much to gain, isn't it? Like, it depends what level you play at. Yeah. As well. Okay. Because literally, do you mean like financially? Financially, or... a sense of fulfillment. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like you can play, like you can play on a big stage. You can play at Wembley. You could play in a Champions League final. Like, there's so many things that you can achieve mm. in the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you're always going to be able to look back on those things and say, oh, I did this or I did that. Mm. Yeah, you get to and travel all over the place. Look how much places we've been to just, yeah, from, just, just at the back of football. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, man, there are, there are loads of... Uh, it's taken me to so many different countries and yeah. areas and, and whatever. So. When, and when I think about the places I've been because of football, I would have never probably how been do you, there. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you remember when we went on tour? To Lucerne in like Switzerland or Switzerland, something. yeah, yeah, that was a good one as well. Do you know what I mean, like, we, went it, we went Italy. Italy. Did you did we did you go on the one where we went to Amsterdam? Uh, not Amsterdam. Went to Holland. Went somewhere in Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we've been. We went to France. That we did... was mad for me though. I missed the pen. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the pen in the final. We went to France as well. The night cut. Night cut was good, even though yeah. it's in England, but still that was good. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true, man. You yeah, do a lot places, of things. Man. We've been all over the place, so. It's... And, yeah, and actually, so like, probably should have started with this, but mm-hmm. kind of growing up in Battersea, yeah, like obviously, South London, there's mm-hmm. bare distractions. How did you like navigate through that? Because it's so easy to get caught up in certain things. How how was kind of how did you find? Did you ever feel pressured to? Obviously, yeah. not not pressured, but like, did you ever feel? Did you obviously you might have friends that were roped into certain lifestyles? Blah blah blah. How did you kind of just navigate your way through that? Do you know what? Yeah, I think a big part is probably like family just trying to keep me on the right path. Like, obviously they can do it to an extent as a point where a, it's your decision, isn't it? Yeah. But like, just, I don't know, like people will be kicking ball outside and I would, but then if it's like 
a big group, a lot of people, like a lot of big people. My dad would be like, nah, you're not playing with them. Yeah, yeah. Just like, even I'm seeing people around me who might have been in a similar situation. Like there was a guy who was at Palace a few years older and he lived in the same area, innit? And I think there was like, he was being like naughty in school and stuff like that. And Palace ended up releasing it. I said to myself, listen, I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, of course. I actually love going to play football. Yeah. Like, I love being able to do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, and I just said to myself, you know, I have to be a certain way. And then another thing that probably helped that was when I touched, just before before I touched 16, uh, my dad moved us out of the area. Okay. He moved us out from Battersea to Kent. And that was another... Another thing that probably helped because yeah. like, I'll come around the nice as I'm around you, man. Yeah, in Kent, instead of, nothing happening in Kent. <laughs> instead of obviously in Battersea, and you know, I think that was probably a big, that was not even probably, that was a massive factor yeah. into me just being able to stay on the right path and stay focused on Yeah, football. yeah. Mm-hmm. That helped you concentrate more, like. 100%. Bro, but sometimes there, it's like you're a teenager. Yeah, 16 is going on, yeah, it? 16 is a big age as well. Like man's partying as well, like hitting I mean? the parties and that. So yeah, like at, at that point there, I think, yeah, it just allowed me to focus on football. Like it was football, school, yeah, home. That's yeah, it, really. That's it. Cool, man. So before we wrap up, couple last bits. Obviously, I'm a health and fitness coach. Football, big mm-hmm. part of training, gym, all that stuff. Now everyone knows in football, for for me, the worst time is preseason. I hate it. You've done a lot of preseasons now. Can you think back to some of your some of the worst preseasons that you've had mm-hmm. in terms of what you've had to do, running, gym, or whatever? Mm. Yeah, one sticks out like a sore thumb. Tony Pulis. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that oh, as well. You know, this run. Oh my god, we went to Austria. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, they're all saying, "Oh, it's high altitude. That's why we're going." Austria. There. Yeah. Yeah. So we're there, a hotel in the mountains. Everything's nice, like the food's nice. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, this place is decent. Bro, every single day, we were there for like, we were there for like maybe a week. Might be a little bit more. Every single day, you're either doing a bike session, like you, we had like road bikes, or you're doing a run. Did this run. So they drove us up to the mountains, 6 a.m., 6 a.m. 6 a.m. No breakfast. All we've had is like a cereal bar or something. Because right. he wanted to run before it gets too hot, innit? Ah, uh, okay. And you run from the bottom of the mountain to like top of it and bottom to top four times. And when you get to the top, a minibus drives you back down to the bottom. Oh, you don't even get to walk back or uh, like little jog take back. back quick, <laughs> holding onto the minibus, vomiting. Then there's four checkpoints. So you do that four times, then you go up a little bit higher and then it's four times and then so on and so forth. Bro, I'm running, got Damien Delaney behind me screaming out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna two-foot you. I'm gonna two-foot you. Get <laughs> I'm like, boy, I'm not built for this, man. Yeah. Shouting at man, I'm like, bro, what are you shouting at? Like, yeah, <laughs> what are you shouting for? I'm fucked. <laughs> like, what are you I'm doing? Like, toasted. And yeah, that, that preseason is just all, it's just a blur, man. Honestly, yeah. that was the hardest. That was the hardest one, yeah. Done, yeah. That's mad. That sounds so horrible. I can survive anything now. After. Yeah, yeah. You put yourself through that, mm-hmm. the mountain stuff. Cool. So like in season now, what are some of the stuff that you have to do in terms of 
Like I know every every manager does things differently, but after preseason, usually you, if you're playing, you don't have to do as much like running. Right now, well, you was at Cambridge last season. Yeah. Did you do? Did you have to do much running in season? Yeah. Did you run at all? Not really. If you don't, if you're not playing, then yeah. But so like when I was injured, obviously, yeah, I had to run. But yeah. if you're playing regular. Not really. At MK, there is a bit that like they do top ups. Okay. You're like, it's like you got to get to basically the end of the pitch and back in like 35 seconds. Yeah. And then you might do like a set of three or two sets of three. And that's quite a blur. But yeah. But yeah, it just depends on the, the club. Yeah. Every, every club's kind of different. And then what about the gym work? How many times on the typical week, mm. how many times are you in the gym? And, how many, and what kind of things are you guys doing in the gym? Obviously, again, every club is different, yeah. but typically... Typically, about two times, two times a week. Yeah. Maybe three, but it depends on how the week is. If you've got a Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesdays, mm. then it might even be one. So, yeah. yeah, it just depends on the load and how everyone's feeling, but... And then depending on club, like, it's, it's just all structured differently at different clubs. Obviously, I feel like... At times, you need to have a bit of your own kind of conditioning or your own program programs to, follow, yeah. to follow to probably heighten your potential as well because everything is quite generic. If you're at, doing it with a team, places, right? Yeah, yeah. At some places it's quite generic because it's a program for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to obviously know what you need yeah. for yourself, yeah. and you can take that everywhere with you and yeah. progress it. As you, as and did they, did they, and obviously, like, like I said, again, some clubs are different, but did they, obviously you do testing pre-season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the gym side of things, whether it's like your power, your, your maximal strength or whatever, mm-hmm. did they tell you like where you might have weaknesses or what you need I to think, work on? I think they, they, a lot of it is down to maybe if you've had like, if you've had injuries in a certain position, they might work you more on that sort right. of thing. So like for they you, might, like maybe your shoulder or whatever. Yeah, they might make it more specific to that if you've had maybe injuries. But then in terms of the gym work, a lot of the time, okay, so goalkeepers might be doing different to outfield or yeah. strikers might be a little bit different to midfielders, depending on how your build is and stuff. So it's all kind of like, it can it can be tailored to you a bit more, but I think the things that are tailored more are like injury based. Right. Things. Okay. It's not performance based. Nah. Yeah. Not, okay. Not as much. Yeah. You know, and then it would just tailor the weights to what you've done. To in what testing. you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That makes sense. All right, man. Cool. So before we wrap up, one more thing. Obviously, football is a mad short career in the, in the hindsight of things, like long term, it's yeah. quite a short career. So I always like to kind of know what kind of things, what are some of your major interests outside of football? And obviously you're still young, 25, you've got at least another 10 more years in this game. But um, Berlin, <laughs> but obviously that day is going to come. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wish it on you too early, but mm. what are some of your, like, what could you see yourself doing when it's all over? Like, yeah. what are some of your things outside of football? Bro, it changes every day, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've started taking interest in a few things. Obviously, I'm trying to get a better understanding of like property market and what kind of strategy I want to do. And yeah. just obviously, 
I'm working on that and mirroring someone to just really, really grasp like how to do it. And yeah. if it if it suits me in that way, do I need to maybe outsource or not? How how much time do I have? Because at the end of the day, it's, I think you can do you can do it alongside football, but then it's can I do it alongside football? Right. Does it suit me to do it? Do I wait until a bit later to go really deep into it? Uh, but yeah, that's one thing I'm kind of doing and just learning, learning how to, learning how to invest better because I think I've not been someone who's had a financial advisor over my career and I've always been skeptical, but now it's like, okay, I realize a lot of information is out there. Like, can I be different to other people? And, yeah. And go and learn myself, you yeah, know? It's why, why not? If why it's not, out there, yeah. then why not just learn? And, and see? it's always better to be proactive than reactive, man. Yeah, hundred percent. And especially to the young, to the young footballers, I always say like, "Cool, man, you you love football." And we're told from when you're in the academy, they they say, "Okay, look, maybe only one or two of you at this group's actually gonna go pro." But you don't think that I'm not I'm not gonna be the one. You're gonna think I'm gonna be the one or two. Mm-hmm. So I always say it's important to kind of have some interest outside of football, man. Cause yeah. Life isn't just football. It might feel like it's just football at the time, but it's not. When it's over, it's over. And boy, it's true. you don't know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So Cool, man. And then if you could give yourself, your younger self, one piece of advice, what would it be? You've got to think about this one, innit? Yeah. I want to say outwork everyone. Mm. Work ethic, not just on the pitch, but just go into more detailed than everyone, whether it be, I know clips and stuff weren't really that a big thing back then. We couldn't really get all the yeah. clips and stuff, but whether it be analysing a game, whether it be, all right, I'm going to now try and work with a, a coach or get more work from one of my own coaches. Yeah. Like, be proactive with that rather than waiting for them to say, oh, you need to work on this. Hey, you're coming. We're doing a bit tomorrow, like, or we're doing a bit in the morning. That needed to be me probably on the front foot all the time, not just in spells. Yeah, like it's just a constant part mm-hmm. of your... Because yeah. that's, that's how you improve. Yeah, it's that's, true. That's how you improve. So that's probably one thing I would say it's to true. myself. And I don't know who was saying it. I think it was even Tariq saying it about one player that he played with and he was good, but he was just mad quick. Mm-hmm. And he asked him, like, how, how are you so quick? And the guy was like, I work with a, a running coach yeah. outside of football. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was, but he was telling me about it. Who was it, T? Callum O'Dardo. There you go. Oh, yeah, he met yeah. yeah. When was we having that conversation? I can't remember. Yeah. I heard that but I remember you saying it the other day. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was quite yeah, recent. Yeah. 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 Um, it's big, though, isn't it? It's yeah, actually, no, it's important. Yeah. And it even ties into kind of you training people as well in terms of like people see improvements. Yeah. It's not like, it's not magic, innit? Yeah. If you true. put the work in, it's gonna you're going to see improvements in whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. So that is what I would say, because you know how maybe I was younger or how I've been, I'm quite like laid back, relaxed, but I think I've grasped it now I've got, as I've got older and I understand it more. But I think if I could tell myself that then and just like hone in on that, then yeah, it would have been, be it, it would be a good piece of advice. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you. It's a really good, good Pleasure, conversation. Bro. I'm glad you joined me. We're going to do it again one day. 
Definitely. When I've got like 50 or 100 episodes, <laughs> get you back down there. But yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'll leave your social media in the description. Guys, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And that's it. The Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm over and out. It's Jav. I was with here on Botang. Peace. Yes, bro. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. If you are someone who has been struggling to get in shape, you want to lose some body fat, you want to feel better about yourself, and you want to build some lean muscle mass, as well as transforming your confidence, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my social media and just ping me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as you can. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and tag me, okay? Tag me. I really appreciate all the support. Watch out for next week's episode. See you later.